0: The last time the Minnesota Vikings visited Lincoln Financial Field, we had a
1: lot of this. Bowles steps up. He is looking. He is going deep, alone, and into the touchdown is Jeffrey! Jeffrey was open at the 5, and Nick Bowles had him for a 53-yard touchdown. It's the protection.
0: And this...
2: And this,
1: for the first time in 13 years, the Eagles are headed for the Super Bowl and a rematch with the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 52. But now it's a new year
0: and a new set of circumstances as Minnesota visits Lincoln Financial Field for a 4.25 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. The Vikings have lurched out of the gates at 1-2-1, beating San Francisco in Week 1, playing to a controversial tie against Green Bay, shockingly losing to Buffalo in Week 3, and then falling in a shootout at the Los Angeles Rams last week. Is Sunday's game a preview of an NFC playoff game to be played in late January? We'll find out about that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spidero from the NovaCare Complex as the Eagles look to bounce back from Sunday's collapse at Tennessee. Philadelphia let a two-touchdown lead slip away in the overtime loss to the Titans, a defeat that dropped the Eagles to 2-2 two and two, one quarter of the way through the regular season. We've got a lot to get to in this podcast, including some self-examination with center Jason Kelsey and tight end Zach Ertz, analysis from former Eagle Brian Westbrook, and a look at the defense from radio analyst Mike Quick. But let's begin with the head coach, Doug Peterson, who is approaching the immediate future with confidence in his football team.
3: Big win on Sunday against the Vikings. So, what's the message been this week about just bouncing back after a tough loss Sunday? Well, we got to learn from the mistakes that we made in the game on Sunday, and really kind of get back to the basics as coaches and players, and just begin to kind of go back through the fundamentals and the details of our work. And we cannot come across, coaches, we cannot come across as uptight, you know, because the players are going to feel that. We got to maintain that elusiveness. We got to maintain the aggressiveness, and still put our players in position to be successful.
0: The fact that you didn't put the knockout punch to A team on the ropes, something the Eagles had really
3: established a mentality of doing. Disappointing to you last week? It is. It is disappointing, but uh, it's something we can learn from. Obviously, moving forward, a lot of football left. I mean, you know, you're looking at 12 games, and we just take them one at a time. But we're going to be better for this down the stretch. You know, whether it be November, December, you know, hopefully in a position to make the postseason. But again, you know, four games are gone. You know, we're two and two. Probably about where we expected to be. Love to be three and one. Obviously, it is what it is, and we got to get better.
0: It really is a feeling out process. The first quarter of the season, isn't
3: it? It usually is. And in our case, because of the amount of injuries that we had offensively, kind of feeling out your offense just a little bit. Or at least identify an identity of who you are offensively. And the run game has been well. It's been exceptional, and we've been able to do some good things there. And we're racking up yards. We're gaining yards. It's just, it comes down to one or two plays, and sometimes a penalty. So we got to eliminate those. Did Carson take a big step from his first start to his second start? He did. He did. He really settled into this game, made some great throws, stood in the pocket, took a couple hits that you don't like to see, but he's tough and resilient and battled into So it was a good step forward. Thanks, coach. Thank you.
0: As an example of how much things change in the NFL from one year to the next, let's look at a Vikings defense that last season was dominating. Minnesota topped the NFL in fewest yards allowed, fewest points allowed, and third down defense. This season, it's been a far cry from 2017. The Vikings are 22nd in points allowed, 21st in yards permitted, and 5th in third downs. For the Eagles, the task is to play more consistently offensively, so let's dig in with Kelsey and Ertz. First, Kelsey the All-Pro center who talks at length about the offense, the Vikings, and the mindset of the locker room.
4: We did poorly the week before, trying to improve communication, trying to be on the same page. It doesn't really change. There's more attention to detail and there's more sense of urgency when you're not performing. I think that that's what picks up. Really, the process is still the same. Just try and make sure that the attention to detail is there. You make sure that when you go out on the practice field, you're going out there with a purpose. You're going out there with very specific things that you know you need to improve upon, that you need to get better at, and you're either drilling them in individual. When you go out for team drills, you are consciously thinking about improving in those areas. All those little things. I think that that's the biggest thing. As any offense and as any unit, you have to have, you know, your foundation of what you believe in works. And from there you build the exotic looks and you have your different plays to try and keep defenses honest. But we have to maintain our identity of what we're good at. We're very good at smashing stacks, double team blocks. We're very good at getting to second level linebackers and preventing them from scraping to the play. And in the past we've been very good at protecting the quarterback. And these are the things that we've had a strong foundation of and we need to continue to get back to the things that have made us a good offensive line before. And That's what we try and do every single day. Jason, what
0: have you seen when you've been watching the film? You come in here and answer all these
4: questions. Sure. What have you seen? Well, I see, quite frankly, just an inconsistent football team, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's penalties. I mean, the main thing I focus on is the offense. You know, we convert in the red zone a few more times and get some touchdowns in there. We're not even talking about an overtime. And I think that things that we did, red zone was one of our best areas of production last year. I think that one mistake, one guy not doing his job on each play is really what's culminating into stalling out drives a uh, resulting of three points instead of seven points. I think that all of those things make a big difference in the end result. You know, I don't think for a second, in my opinion, that anybody's out there individually putting together terrible performances. I really think it's just one guy here, one guy there. This guy goes wrong here. This guy gets a pony there. And it's culminating into an overall stopping our offensive production, killing drives and things like that. And
0: what do you think about the idea that teams have found a formula to contain the Eagles offense?
4: Well, I think that that's something that's all always going to be evolving and our offense is continually evolving as well. You know, you always go into games. Some games you have the game plan working unbelievably for you, sometimes you don't. As of right now, I do not think that we have been schemed to the point of uh, being uh, put in bad situations. We've, quite frankly, just not executed. I think that we have gotten to some things in the second half that have sparked drives and credit the coaches for doing that. I think that the biggest thing, if you go back and look at the tape, you know, penalties of stalled drives, whether it's penalties, drop passes, missed assignments, those things that, quite frankly, battle offenses do have been the things that have stopped us for the most part.
0: You didn't expect that, obviously, coming in with so many pieces coming back, but because there's been Alshon in and out, Carson, two starts, has that contributed to it?
4: I don't want to say that's the reason. I think that as those guys continue to get reps with everybody, as everybody continues to build that chemistry, it'll get better. But, you know, we've worked a lot with those guys in the past. They're very much a defense that does what they do. I mean, they'll have a couple new wrinkles in, maybe a couple new blitzes, but they have great players. We know that. We knew it last year, and they are going to rely on them to do their jobs. And, uh, you know, I think that they've been one of the most consistent defenses in the NFL over the last two, three seasons. They have a tremendous defensive front, great linebackers that can run, safeties that can cover the length of the field. They have all the pieces and they trust those guys to make plays. I think that we've gotten blitzes since the beginning of time. I mean, that's something you do with every single week. It's not like they gave us something that we had not seen. There was one blitz that they did that we had not seen before on tape or that we were not expecting. I mean, obviously they're going to call blitzes based on what they think is going to work against an offense, but this wasn't like some drastic, maniacal scheme that, you know, we were unprepared for that was designed specifically for the Philadelphia Eagle offense. I'll eliminate that narrative right now and we just have to do a better job.
0: Jason, what's it been like this week with, you know, you know how people are reacting in Philly after that loss. What's it been like in the locker room? What have you observed?
4: Observed a team that is uh, focused on getting better that is, especially right after the game, was very upset with the loss and is very hungry to get this thing corrected and get back on track. I think that We all know that we can play better. We all know that we have better players than what we've put forth through the first four weeks. The fact is, we need to play better as a team. We need to play better together. We need to execute more. You
0: spoke very highly of the Vikings. You surprised with
4: the performance that they've had through four games defensively? I always expect their defense to be better than probably what they've done through the first four games, but I'm not looking at the first four games and saying that these guys can't play defense. I know the players that they have. I know they're good players. You know, this league, there's ups and downs. You know, some weeks you got it, some weeks you don't. We faced them last year in the playoffs and put up a lot of points on them, but we can't expect that they're not going to be giving us their best game coming up this week. They have very solid players. They have solid coaches. They're working to get better just like we're working to get better. I know that they can do a lot better than what they're putting forth on tape or what they've done to this point in the season
0: do you believe in revenge as a motivational factor in the nfl well,
4: there's no doubt that there'll be some added motivation this week for the minnesota vikings i think that you'd be foolish not to think that bottom line is everybody every time you step on the field you play as hard as you can not a game that you have the luxury of at this level of some weeks going out there and you know giving 75 percent but i think that those little motivations or little hikes and emotion can add a little bit especially to a defense for sure
0: Ertz is off to a terrific start as he leads all NFL tight ends with 31 receptions. However, Ertz has yet to score a touchdown after totaling eight a season ago. Here is Ertz talking about the offense
2: and some of the things that he thinks need to be corrected be being third and ten. You know, Last year was kind of an anomaly where we were so successful on third and ten plus. It just doesn't happen in a league like that. And last year it was an anomaly and we got to be in third and six, third and seven so I don't have to stay in and chip the back. We just got to be better on first down, eliminate the penalties and then when we get into the red zone we got to score touchdowns. We can't settle for field goals. A lot of time in the red zone is when the penalties are happening and so it's kind of the worst possible scenario when we're down there is that we're having penalties and then we're settling for field goals. Yeah, I mean that's exactly right. We're frustrated in the fact that we're moving the ball for 80% of the field and then we get down to down into the red zone and we're just kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. Last week we had a big negative play on a screen pass. I should have been better on the block of Nelson out. It's not one guy, that's the thing. It's like a culmination of guys just rotating plays that are messing up. We all got to be dialed in, we can't have the penalties and we got to score touchdowns. Obviously we're excited about everyone coming back if and when they do. This week, who knows who's going to be out on the field? We know hopefully that we have a great week of practice and the guys that are here all week practicing are going to be able to play on Sunday and hopefully screen's something together. I mean, we have the pieces. We have the talent. We got A.J. back. Everyone knows how dynamic he is. We got Carson back, and between him, Carson, myself, Nelson, we got all the talent, in my opinion, that we need to go out there each and every Sunday and be successful as an offense. We just got to be better. I think we're a resilient group. I think we faced a lot of adversity at the beginning of the year, and we've changed quarterbacks halfway through the first four games, and we're battling until the end, and that's the key identity that I want us to have as a resilient football team and win that fight to the end, and that's what I'm focused on.
5: This is defensive end Derek Barnett of the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: The Eagles have it. It is recovered, recovered by Barnett. Barnett.
5: Barnett. And you're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadero.
0: As far as the defense this week, the task is a tall one. Minnesota went for it in the offseason, signing quarterback Kirk Cousins in free agency to put the cherry on the top of a talented offensive group. Cousins has been outstanding with 10 touchdown passes and just two interceptions and the Vikings are loaded with weapons in every phase of the game. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz has much respect for the offense the Vikings bring to town on Sunday afternoon.
6: New quarterback, obviously, a lot of the same skill guys getting Dalvin Cook back has been big for him. They haven't been able to run the ball because they've been behind in some games and been in some shootouts in another. You know, they put a bunch of points on the board last week, put a bunch of points on the board against the Packers. You know, I think coming into the season, everybody expected San Fran to be a strong contender. They dispatched them in the opener. They just had one awful game. You know, I mean, they were down 27-0, I think, in the middle of the second quarter against the Bills, and it just shows you what this league is all about. And, you know, the Bills came in into that game 0-2 when they were reeling and guys were retiring and you know, I mean, anything that could be bad was bad for them. And they went on the road and just came out on fire and played and you know, it just goes to show you can never assume anything and everybody in this league is good enough to be here and I was really proud of Buffalo for that game. But getting Dalvin Cook back has changed. They haven't really been able to run the ball. A few changes on the offensive line. Obviously a new quarterback and his stats are really good right now. Completing 70% of his passes, 10 touchdowns, 200 interceptions, you know, and they've scored a bunch of points. We're gonna to have to keep the points down, you know, and then make sure they don't get the run game. I think it's a little easy to get deceived with the run game, them being thirty two in the NFL right now and they have a defensive coach. You know, he's not gonna stand for that very long. They wanna establish the run. It's our job to keep them from doing that and keep big plays off the board.
0: The Eagles' defense has been the league's best at stopping the run, but it has also given up far too many big plays in the passing game. The loss of safety Rodney McLeod was evident in Tennessee as the Titans hit on a handful of big plays down the field and then converted three fourth downs in the game-winning drive in overtime. Radio analyst Mike Quick is here to discuss the state of the Eagles' defense. Mike, I'd like to talk about the Eagles' defense. A lot of conversation about what's happening for Jim Schwartz as his group. and Hard to figure out. We thought this defense would really take
5: the next step. Hasn't happened through four games. What's your read? My read is that just a lot of mistakes. I think schematically, they come up with really good plans. I thought in last week's game, the plan was a sound plan. But when you make mistakes and you leave guys exposed, you end up with big plays against you. And that's really what happened. There are three or four plays that were just mistakes. People getting out of position. right back. You know, the big play down the field, the first play. It was just the guy being out of position. And that's really, when I look at it, when I go back and look at the tape, everything can be solved. Everything can be fixed. It was just some mistakes that really cost this team.
0: The one player that's getting a lot of the heat is Jalen Mills. Now, how do you fix that? I mean, obviously, on Sunday,
5: Kirk Cousins is going to go after him. So what's Jalen do? I think all teams are going to go after him. He's just going to have to play better. Um, Teams that watch the tape, they know that he's susceptible to the double move. So he's going to see that against uh, this team and Kirk Cousins. Minnesota, they've got really good wide receivers. You know, Diggs and Thielen on the outside. They're going to challenge him, and he has to come up big. But the key is the first thing is staying in position and making sure that technique wise you're sound. If he's sound in his technique, Usually he's going to be in position, and he'll make plays.
0: I guess we didn't maybe appreciate Rodney McLeod until he's not there, right? You're
5: laughing. I'm laughing because it's so true. Rodney made up for a lot of mistakes, and he's such a smart player. He was always in position. He's always able to line guys up to make sure that they know their responsibilities. So Rodney, in that situation, if he's the safety and he's got to come down and cover, he makes sure that that backside corner knows that he's got the deep third, and you don't have big plays like that. Yeah, you miss a guy like that, a smart veteran that knows how to line everybody up.
0: And it sounds like the rookie Avante Maddox will play a lot at that position. How ready is he for that challenge?
5: He doesn't have the experience, and we know that, but he is a smart football player. He has a lot of range. He can cover a lot of ground, and that's important. A lot of what they'll do with the safety is bring him down for different responsibilities. He's not just a deep middle safety. Again, the key is communicating. Make sure that everyone knows when he's coming down, they have to know who's responsible for that deep middle of the field.
0: Mike, it would seem to me that any team that thinks that they can run on the Eagles, why even bother? just drop back and throw the football. Do you anticipate that being the game plan? Certainly moving forward, and I know Cousins will get the ball out of his hands in about a second and a half. They're
5: going to throw it quickly. They throw a lot. They've thrown more than anybody else, and really it's because they've been behind a lot and trying to catch up in games, so they throw the football a lot, but they have to try and run the ball. They'll tee off on him so badly if he's just throwing the football. And the offensive line of the Minnesota Vikings, I just think they'll be had by this defensive line. You know, Fletcher Cox and his boys, when they really start to get after this offensive line, I think they'll Break them down. The only way that you can really beat the Vikings and beat their offense is to get to Cousin, because their skilled players are too talented. Even their tight end and coming out of the backfield, they have such a talented group of skilled guys. You've got to get to the head, and the head is Kirk Cousin.
0: You don't sound particularly worried, but at the same time, you
5: kind of sound like you've got Minnesota in town, and it's going to be real hard to stop them. I'll just lay it out: they're a good football team, but I see where they're vulnerable. I see that the Eagles defensive line should be able to beat them up at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they're going to throw the ball early. So on the outside, they've got to have tight coverage. They can't just give up big cushions on the outside. But then when you give up big cushions or when you try and close that cushion down, that's when they'll get you with the double moves. You just got to be sound in what you do. And when they try and double move him, he's got to cut them off so that they don't get the big play.
0: A lot of people have speculated, hey, move Sidney Jones outside, bring Maddox into the nickel and make Jalen
5: Mills a safety. Do you ever see that happening? Not in the near future. He may go to safety in a few years, but that's not going to happen right away. Why not? I think he's good at what he does. I see where he has faults, but I really believe that he's good at what he does. So he's getting a little bit of a bad rap. Yeah, because people don't understand what his responsibilities are. There are a couple of plays that were made on him on Sunday, but the big ones that everyone thinks that were made on him were not his fault. But if you're the last guy running behind a guy that's making a big play or scoring a touchdown, everyone thinks that that's your man and you should have been on top of it. Do you expect the Eagles to be really emotional? And physical, and really on top of their game on Sunday defensively? I expect them to be a little ticked off after giving away that game last week, and I expect them to play that way. Thanks, Mike. You got it.
0: While we're stressing over being 2 2 in Philadelphia, the Vikings are almost in a must win situation on Sunday. Dropping to 1 3 1 would be a tough hole to dig out of, so the Vikings are going to be desperate this week. Head coach Mike Zimmer discussed the big picture of the Vikings when he met the Philadelphia media this week in a conference call.
7: The NFL is a week-to-week proposition. You know, we started out 2-2 two two a year ago. You know, I'm not sure what their record was at this time. Two years ago, we started out 5-0 and 0 and ended up 8-8. Eight eight. So it's a long season. It's a grind. Try to do your very best each week, and we try and get better. So, you know, that's really what we're trying to do. First of all, Kirk has done outstanding. He's been tough, competitive, extremely accurate. You know, I think some of those third-down sacks... You know, some of them been longer yarded situations where he's trying to hold the ball a little bit longer. You know, so for us, it's important that we get the third down in really manageable situations that we can uh, continue to move forward that way. Dallas Goddard is a uh, very athletic guy that has come in and played well. You know, Ertz, obviously a a big-time player, very sneaky in coverage. He catches the ball well. He gets open as good as anybody. Always tight ends. He seems to find open spaces more than most of them do. He's been explosive on the backfield, catches the ball well, really good in open space. He's got a chance to go the distance every time he gets the ball you know we realize that you know we have to get back to work it's time to uh, go out and play there's a lot of people that are counting on us and so we all have jobs and we try to do them the best
0: we can time for a step back moment eagles hall of famer brian westbrook was disappointed by what he saw in tennessee and he looks at how the eagles can bounce back after that tough defeat he says balance on offense and excellence in the basics of the game are important to have something the eagles have been missing all right, Brian, the Eagles really struggling on Sunday to hold a lead. Something boy, I never thought. Two touchdowns up on the Tennessee Titans. I thought that would be a sure thing victory.
8: Well, you also think that they would be committed to the run just a bit. Wendell Smallwood played well a week ago. Jay Ajayi played well on Sunday against the Titans. We just weren't committed to the run game. That's something that Doug Peterson in the past has been committed to. 50 passes for Carson Wentz against a team that you're up on, especially at halftime. That's surprising for me.
0: So how do you bounce back from that. This is a tough one here on Sunday against Minnesota. They're a desperate team as well. Do you see this as not a must-win game, but kind of as close as you can get to it?
8: I think it's an important game. It's important for the mentality, the confidence of this football team. It's also important for the locker room. They need to win games. You're used to winning, of course. You're the defending Super Bowl champions. You want to go out there and win. For me, you get back to basics. Blocking, tackling, catching, doing the right things and communicating. All those things will be critical this week if you want to come out with a victory.
0: It's also very apparent to me that teams are not going to off against the Eagles they're not going to be intimidated by the Super Bowl champions in fact if anything they're going to play even harder and have more desperation because the Eagles are the Super Bowl champs
8: you're going to receive everyone's best shot I think that they've seen some weaknesses in our team kind of a chink in our armor just a little bit these first few weeks of the season they're going to attack those weaknesses those are the things offensively and defensively that we have to find an answer to and we can do that and this is the good thing about this team for the Eagles we have done it before and now we need to get back to bases so that we can do it again how do you feel about the defense Defensively, we have to play better. We have to be able to pressure the quarterback more consistently. Not just sacks, but make him move around just a little bit more. Kirk Cousins is not going to be the same type of guy that Mariota is. Mariota is a guy that's moving around with the ability to run the ball down the field. Kirk Cousins has the ability to move around just a bit, but he wants to throw the ball deep. And so we have to make sure that our secondary finds a much better way to do business because these last couple of weeks, they've not done a very good job.
0: Brian, it sounds to me like the Eagles. Your formula is more balance on offense, better fundamentals on defense.
8: No doubt about it. Fundamentals, doing the small things, doing the things that you're taught to do from early on. If it's four from 15, don't give up 15 yards. Anything underneath, you can give that up. Do the small things, tackling, come up and hit and wrap a guy up. Let's get to the quarterback. Those are the small things that we can do very easily. And I'm absolutely sure that Jim Schwartz and Doug Peterson, on their respective sides, will find a way to get that done. Thanks, Brian. Thank you.
0: Time for a little X's and O's as we explore the inner workings of the game. We call it our matchup to watch with Fran Duffy as he focuses on Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, who made a smashing 2018 debut with eight catches, a touchdown, and more than 100 yards receiving last week against Tennessee. And he plays this week against Minnesota's outstanding cornerback, Xavier Rhodes.
9: That's exactly right, Dave, and there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this matchup. You look at Alshon Jeffrey, Xavier Rhodes, two guys that are very familiar with each other, obviously seeing each other on a twice-yearly basis when Alshon was in the uh, NFC North playing with the Chicago Bears. Last year in the NFC title game, before Xavier Rhodes got hurt, he shadowed Alshon Jeffrey around the football field. Except for a play here and there, he was mostly right in Alshon's grill, and I expect that to be the case here on Sunday. Alshon obviously came back and was such a huge presence for Carson Wentz last Week against Tennessee. He lined up out wide, not just to the three receiver side, but also on his own as the ex receiver on the back side because of his ability to win one on one. And those Tennessee corners, they tried to jam him up at the line of scrimmage, but Alshon is just so good at getting off of press coverage. He's so good going up and winning at the catch point in those contested situations. And he showed that throughout the course of the game this past Sunday. So when I look ahead to this matchup, I expect Xavier Rhodes, who likes to get physical, that's really his MO, is he wants to try and get his hands on receivers early and ride them down the field. I expect that to be the case here on Sunday. That's what he's going to try and do. But Alshon is so good at getting off the jam. Whenever I think of Alshon getting off press coverage, I go back to that game against Arizona last year where a corner tried to get up with a two-hand jam and disrupt him off the line. And Alshon threw a quick little swim move at him early in the down and was able to get on top of him for a big catch on third down with a safety looming over the top. I think Alshon is going to show the ability to win most of these one-on-one matchups. As long as the Eagles are able to protect Carson Wentz, I think he's going to have opportunities. to hit Alshon at all three levels of the field in this game.
0: Make sure you download Fran's Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast each week as he reviews the game and tells you how it was played. That's available on Apple Podcasts and the Eagles official app as well as philadelphiaeagles.com every Tuesday. Are you a little bit nervous about the way the Eagles have played through four games? Yeah, totally understood. But the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, is here to reassure you that everything is going to be okay with the Eagles. It's time for the Merrill Minute.
1: Intercepted by Allen. Eric Allen down the far sideline. Stepped over a man. He's going to they go. give it to Smith and they stop him again. Touchdown by Rob Carpenter. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I think the toughest thing about football, National Football League, college football, it doesn't matter, is that when you lose, you've got to wait. Six more days to get back on the field, and you have to live with that loss. I think it's been a very tough week for Eagles fans, particularly coming off a draining, disappointing game, the way things worked out in Nashville. But this is a good football team, and I still believe this is a good football team, and everybody targets a player here or a philosophy there and says they should reverse things. I think good football teams come in with sound approaches, a solid idea of what their personnel is all about, and four games into the season, they They don't start changing their philosophy. They don't start switching their lineups back and forth. I still think this is a good football team. When Jim Schwartz looks at this defense, he knows what he has to do to correct the mistakes. And I also believe that Mike Groh is a very solid offensive mind, and he is a fine young offensive coordinator. I still believe if people are patient, they are still going to see an Eagles football team that is clearly the best team in the NFC East. From there on, we'll have to wait and see.
0: And that will do it for this Eagles Live podcast. Thanks to Brian Thomas and Tyler Ripley for all their great work putting the podcast together. And thanks to you for listening each and every week. We're back with our Eagles Live podcast instant reaction late on Sunday night from Lincoln Financial Field after the Eagles tangle with the Vikings. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying thanks for joining everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!